This is Ranking of Cage Part 3. I'm Colton, joined by Kudro, Quinn, and Josh. Yes. All right. So, uh, today on Ranking of Cage, we are going to be ranking Leaving Las Vegas. Um, and first things first, we'll start with the synopsis from Just Watch. Uh, Ben Sanderson, an alcoholic Hollywood screenwriter who lost everything because of his drinking, arrives in Las Vegas to drink himself to death. There, he meets and forms an uneasy friendship and non-interference pact with a prostitute, Sarah. And uh, that's (laughs) that's all there is to it. Just Nicolas Cage being a drunk for the whole movie. Um, movie He does it very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess to start it off here, we open up uh, Benjamin, who this is Nicolas Cage, is out getting excessively drunk. And then it, you know, he, he like creepily hits on some lady at the bar and he just goes around being trashed. Um, and it, the next morning, you see him and he's like shaking. Um, which I assume is because he's having withdrawals from alcohol. I think that's what they're implying. And um, he then goes on to get fired from his job. And when he's getting fired from his job, he's talking to his boss. And his boss says, so what are you going to do now, Ben? And he's like, I'm going to Las Vegas. <laughs> that's that's like the, the premise of the movie. Um, so I, it's, you know it's kind of setting him up as this ultimate, just like alcoholic with a messed up life. And then he, you know, he, he's at work and like, he doesn't even seem to be doing anything. Um, I I got, I don't know, man. He does. He works at, well, first off he works in like Hollywood, right? I don't, I don't know. He's talking to the phone upside down. (laughs) Right. When you look at the desk and it's all scripts, it's like oh. the Godfather. So he's like, yeah, I think he's supposed to be a screenwriter. Oh, yeah. did it say that? Or did you guys just pick up on that? Because I think that went over. I totally missed that. It says it in the synopsis, I believe, or like in the description of the movie. That's where I, I heard it. And so then I was like kind of watching out for it. And then in that scene, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't I catch it. I just assume, but I just assume he worked in the film industry basically. And that works because basically, but it's kind of endearing because he is at work and trying, he's trying to, but he's clearly so wasted and on another planet that he's just, he's, and he's saying he's like, he's talking to the phone upside down and talking about like Disney or something. It's like, he's totally lost his rocker. Yeah. I also him being a screenwriter was literally in the synopsis that I read, like, two minutes ago so um but that's i'd go for it yeah um also in this scene there's a scene where he's at the bank and he's like having a fantasy but he's talking into a tape recorder about talking to the girl at the bank i I was kind of confused why he was talking to the tape recorder I think it was an idea for a script is my guess. Like, like he's like, 
he's like living out his fantasy and he's like oh like this could be a good idea for a movie oh okay that's what or, they were saying. yeah it's like I, I don't know if that's true but that's kind of what i gathered i assume that's what screenwriters and writers would do is like they get an idea and then they're like okay i need to either write it down or record it and that's kind of what he was doing i gotcha that was um, such an uncomfortable scene to watch, though, because like he's sitting here saying all this vulgar things into the tape recording. Is <laughs> like everyone in the line, and they're all just, just looking at him, giving him this "what the fuck" look. I think they looked kind of intent, though. Too, they were like, "Huh, wow," and it kind of made me feel like more so like this scene, and not just this scene, but the whole movie is sort of from the perspective of just like uh, someone who's wasted all the time. So he thinks they're intent on like what he's doing, but he's just drunk. Right. He's just oh, appearing. Yeah. Right. 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 Cause, Cause through the movie, I was kind of like these people, why these people aren't interested in this, but it's like from his perspective. Yeah. And it's basically to me, what they did is they kind of made. So for me, the core of the movie is just those two characters on the cover that you have right. right there that's everybody else in the movie is a terrible unlikable horrible person even the good guy that there's a point at which um i can't remember the actress's name who plays opposite nick is nicholas cage but i did it took me a while of watching the movie but i i couldn't I was, I was thinking to myself where have i seen this person before and i realized that she was marty mcfly's girlfriend in back to the future too another great uh, that was the, that was maybe the that was maybe some of the origins of her work, and then she went on to do this. Elizabeth Shue is her name. Yes, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue. Um, um, yeah. So while we're at it, another fun fact: another show she is in is The Boys. Um, yep. Yep. I did. I like. I was looking at her. I'm like, where? Where do I recognize her from? But yeah. So she's. Um, I don't know what her Very name is. Recognizable. She's the one who runs the corporation thing in season one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Vice president. Um, but, yeah. I was going to say back to what Josh was saying about how they're the main characters. Mm-hmm. When I'm like thinking about how they were presented as well, like it seemed like they're always like, like their appearance was always like, like gross and like greasy and like disgusting. And it's just like, something about it was made me uneasy but then like what Josh is saying is like they're the main character so it was like this weird like juxtaposition of of, like how they're perceived from outside and then how like we see them as the main characters right and how and how basically everybody in the world and all the scenarios that they're in in the movie people hate them like they're at a hotel Nicolas Cage falls and breaks a table great fail humor and the the you know the the person who works in the office comes out and says we have you guys have to leave by tomorrow and don't worry about cleaning this up basically just get out and i don't even want your money you know of course the main character elizabeth played by elizabeth shu is a sex worker and so she's like approaching men at various points throughout the movie we do meet a man who apparently is uh at one point who he is um he is loyal to his wife, apparently, unlike all other men in this movie. He is. He does have like a sense of uh, purpose and like family and things like that. And he says basically, "Get away from me! Like, what are you? Or, you know, and like, I'm not going to pay you money for sex and or something to that effect." Um, and by the way, I I didn't double check, but was that Gunny from uh, Full Metal Jacket? You guys know Gunny, classic. He was a Marine. 
I haven't watched that movie. It's he on did, my list. He did all those. You, did you guys ever watch those History Channel specials where it'd be this, it'd be this old Marine coming up there and he'd be like talking about helicopters and he'd be like, the A-374 Huey is the best piece of machinery the U.S. Marines have ever had. <laughs> that, I, I, I think he plays the guy. I'm pretty sure that's – he was a – I can't remember the guy's name. He just passed away a couple years ago. But uh, Wait, the the – no, I don't think it was that guy. I think, I think it was I... Gunning. Okay. Ar- Arlie Ermey. Yeah, I don't think that was him. Okay. Well, anyways, even that guy who, like, you're like, oh, like, he's not just going to, like, like, he is just legitimately sitting at the bar having a drink and having conversation, and he doesn't have any ulterior motives to use this woman for sex. Right. Asshole to her and dislikes her. <laughs> um. So, I guess let's we'll go here where our characters actually kind of run into each other. So, after that initial scene of Nicolas Cage getting fired and saying he's going to Vegas, um, there's a scene with our other character, Sarah, who appears to be in an abusive relationship. Um, and she's talking to her, this guy, it shows her. And I don't know, he hits her at some point. I don't think it's in that first scene, though. He just, in the first scene, you hear the line, you don't need to fear me, Sarah, because you and I, we belong together. And it was the, the whole scene set up as just like a, you kind of get the vibe like this isn't a great spot for her. Um, it, so then it kind of comes back and Nicolas Cage is after he gets fired, he's at his house and he's just lighting a fire outside and just throwing all his shit into the fire. Because what you find out later is that he's going to Las Vegas to drink himself to death. Um, and that's that's like that is the the meat of the idea in the movie is that Nicolas Cage is going to Las Vegas to drink himself to death or Benjamin. Um, and let's just, are, are we in the spoiler alert territory now? Oh uh, yeah. That spoiler alerts everywhere can, on this. We're going to talk about, can we movie. just throw the cat on the bag and say he does die and is great. Yeah. I, well, I feel like it's I not mean, great. It's pretty uneventful, but, 30, it, it, but, the, but the movie follows through with the promise. 30 minutes into the movie. I'm like, okay, he's, He's gonna die. Like that. This is what this, this has to be. The end. Like, but the entire time I was watching this movie, I just was literally like screaming internally, "Go to rehab, please, go to rehab." That would be such a drag for him. That character, though. <laughs> There's one thing, Kudro. You can't ask me to stop drinking, Kudro. It's the one thing you yep. can't do in this relationship. That's the condition that he makes on Elizabeth Shue's character. And then in exchange for that, right, she there's an understanding that you can't tell me to not do my, you know, work as a sex worker and you can I'm gonna do, you know. So they kind of have this they're 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 two characters that are so such a cliche. He's right. an unforgivable drunk and she mm-hmm. is a hooker with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm. It is their their character, their their tropes, their archetypes that in this movie, they found a way to make these characters sympathetic, and it's through the performances of the actors for me. Yeah. Nicolas Cage, they, they made those characters more, and uh, they just made those characters sympathetic. So, I mean, to a point, I, I feel like later in the movie... I yeah, it kind know. of drags on. It's kind of like a good idea for like like the first quarter right. of the movie. And right. then it's like, what? They're just he's too drunk. It's like... Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. All these Las Vegas movies. Have you guys ever seen Fear and Loathing? Very similar movie. Oh, okay. 
it's like this author hunter s thompson goes to las vegas with the guy and they just go on drug vendors in las vegas movie um but similar idea uh and i'll let you take it from there yeah so um back to where they meet kind of so after Nicolas Cage burns all stuff or Benjamin burns all stuff, he there's the montages in this movie of Vegas in like 480p. <laughs> oh man, they don't, they don't hold up so well today. Like I get it, but it's just funny to see them when it's like trying to show you this extravagant Vegas montage and it's in like standard def. You're kind of like, and, oh. they, and they, they cut to like these large aerial shots with buildings. And it's like, did you take this on like your flip phone? Like it's, it looks whole, Some of them do look quite bad. Right, right. I mean, this movie is from like what the early '90s, so right. We, that it's low hanging fruit, right? We all know yeah. that visuals are low hanging fruit. Ages so quickly. I don't hold that against it, but it the yeah. some of those scenes were like comical when I was watching them. Me um, too. I know. And then it's just <laughs> juxtaposed with this weird jazz music. It's like the whole movie is this like weird atmosphere of like what's real and like this alcoholic like you don't know, and then it's like. Yeah. And like this, you know, it just right. is, it's very hazy. And they're, yeah, hazy. And what they're, I guess that's what they're going for. But I guess we can talk about this now. There are so many times where it goes into this weird slow mo. And a lot of times it feels just senseless. I'm like, why is this in slow mo? But there, there has to be five to 10 times it does that. Um, there's the slow mo makeout scene at the casino. There's a, slow-mo drinking of vodka and orange juice over the sink and um yeah i feel like there was some more too but uh, i don't know the movie to me was just gross yeah <laughs> it was just right. gross well, like nicholas cage's character right that's what they're trying to do, right, right? He's just All the, yeah uh but so uh nicholas cage moves to vegas and he's driving his car and then um at some point he runs into Sarah and basically says, Hey, I want to pay you to come have sex with me at my hotel. And that's he what... says it in a much funnier way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exact line. Uh, but, um, well, so I must say, correct me if I'm wrong. Like when he was driving into Las Vegas, he nearly hit her with his car yeah. at an intersection. And that was where they it's a first chance met. meeting. Yep. Yeah. And then they encounter each other again on the strip. But I think he's looking for her at that point. He goes back out to look for her because he sees her, stops, comes out of the car, and is like, mm. uh, you know, they have that interaction. But anyways, I'm just adding on. But yeah, you're right, Kudrow. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so then they go back to uh, the motel, and they end up not having sex because Benjamin doesn't want to. And... um she ends up falling asleep there and you can, this is kind of giving you the vibes of, Oh, look at there. They like each other. And then, um, you see, uh, her wake up in the morning and like freaking out, like panicking, like she's late for something. And then you see her go back to see her partner, Yuri or her pimp. Yeah. It was something like that. Who's mad. She didn't make more money. And this is where he physically hits her. Um, I think is this where he hits her, or is this where? Yeah, no, it's yep. where he hits her. That, that that whole scene was just all sorts of abuse. Right, right, and um, then after that, 
Um, at some point, we get to the scene where uh, she goes to see Yuri again, and he is in his hotel room, and he's like, he's he's acting weird. Something's wrong with Yuri. And eventually, he says, "You must leave. We can't see each other," or something. She kicks, uh, he, Yuri kicks her out. So then Sarah leaves, and when Sarah leaves, you th- see three guys, two of them with guns, that are going to Yuri's room. And you actually saw these guys at the gas station when Nicolas Cage was first coming into Las Vegas. Um, I, I, I don't, it's, it's foreshadowing, I guess, but you just see them. That's it. Right. And you see them again here, and it appears that they're going to. Well, kill I think it's, I think it's, I think it's less foreshadowing and more so of like a red herring because it's for, it's filmed in a way where it looks like they're following Nicolas Cage, but they're not. Like they don't care about him. They're looking for this Yuri guy, right? You- Wait, uh-huh. you took it as them following Nicolas Cage? No, but I didn't I didn't think that they were because that didn't make any sense. I don't know why these people would be following this to me, random it, guy. You just saw him at the gas station and they looked kind of like menacing and that was it. Like I felt like that, I didn't really take it as anything, but maybe. Oh, I I wonder if they were at that point working for Yuri and were following Nicolas Cage. No, they didn't know. Yeah, I'm getting it, was, it mixed up. That's not, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, cuz that would have been before he was even there. But I seem oh, to remember them saying he's 30 miles outside of Las Vegas. Uh, you know, like they're talking on this massive phone and they're like, oh, he's 30 miles outside of Las Vegas and he's going there or whatever. But but then yeah. again, maybe that scene was supposed to be interpreted from Nicolas Cage's drunk mind or something where he's paranoid or something. I don't know. Anyway. I think I think it was Yuri was living in L.A. like we had heard and probably making money out there running the same operation. Then he must have fled or something like that. And he owed them money, like some, you know, Eastern European mobsters or something like that. And then they found him. So that's, that's kind of what I gathered. And it's just all, it's all implied. Yeah. That he just dies. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, once that happens, um, Sarah leaves and makes her way to where Benjamin is. And then she, um, goes and stays the night and um um actually she she convinces him to come back to her place um and then they they come to this agreement that she wants him to come stay at her place but he's like you can't ever tell me to stop drinking as Josh had said earlier this is where you get that line and basically they, they kind of come to this agreement. Um, and it, it's this point, it's, it's kind of weird. Like the, the, the premise here. So you just have to kind of buy into this, that like, she's like, yeah, you're trying to literally drink yourself to death. I think it's, but I guess the idea is that they're both reaching out for someone when they have no one. Um, it's well, kinda... the other the other piece of it that we're leaving out is throughout the whole movie are interspersed Elizabeth Shoes characters, basically like sessions at her with her right. therapist. therapist. And yeah. so what those tell us throughout the whole movie is that she essentially she has nothing and she comes. She's basically just uh, she's just a she's just like, a you know, nobody really cares about her. Right. She's just like a sex object for people. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, she explicitly tells that to Nicolas Cage and it's clear that the first night that I guess it's kind of a cliche, like, Oh, he goes and gets a hooker and then like he's too, whatever right. to have sex. It's like a kind of a cliche, but 
at the same time, um, that's a, he's he's the only man in the entire movies universe that's like that, right? Mm-hmm. To her, and I feel like it's it's like they it's that it's it's the I don't know. I felt like it was. I felt like it was. It made total sense that she was just like, I'm just gonna stay with this guy now. Like right. he's got he's got a month and like he's got money and like also he seems to actually listen to me and care about me like and my pimp's Ned. so I'm gonna just call yeah. this is all and, and essentially that's all she has but um right. really easy to sympathize with a character who has nothing though so yeah and and then um kind of two other things that happen around this same time when Benjamin's talking to her, he says, you're like some kind of antidote that mixes with the liquor liquor and keeps me in balance, which is there's this movie's littered with like red flag statements. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that's kind of on purpose. That's what they're trying to portray. But I thought those lines were funny when they kind of like these wild red flag um, dialogue lines. And then when, uh, when Benjamin's going to, stay with uh sarah and he's packing his stuff he he can't fit the clothes in the liquor he has so he just throws out all his clothes to take a bag full of liquor and then when he goes to sarah's place sarah comes home and like it's like in the morning and nicholas cage is just like passed out drunk laying in front of the gate and like her two like landlords are there like trying to figure out what the hell this guy's doing here and then she shows up to like help carry him in so he's literally using like a suitcase as a pillow yeah. and the landlords come out and he's like, Oh, hell, like, hello. Good morning. <laughs> right. And, and he's holding a bottle of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And kind of throughout this whole movie, there's that, like, he's just wasted all the time. And she's got to like, basically just be like, okay, let's take your trashed ass back to the house. And like, the, it, I, and that's like, it, it's like highlighting, it highlights kind of the things they run into basically with her like prostitution work and his like just being drunk all the time. Um, And also, can we talk about the amount of alcohol that he consumes? Like where yeah. he's just, he like, he it, in like the first scene you see him like drinking, uh, out of a liquor bottle. Then you see him just chug a whole pint of whiskey. Then when he's driving home, you see him with another fifth of vodka that he's literally chugging on the way home. Right. So I think that was my favorite scene of him chugging the, the fifth cop. of vodka and the cop is just looking at him like, yeah, cause did I just see what I thought I just saw? Right. Cause then it's like, they're <laughs> trying to portray that he's like just drunk all the time. So he's like, just trash takes it. Cop shows up. He just continues driving. Cause he's just he's functioning. Just and then after the cop leaves, you see him just chug more of it. Um, but I, I, am I off that those alcohol amounts seem a little excessive, even for somebody who's an alcoholic? Because, like, I don't know how you could consume as much alcohol as he does in those scenes. Like, he just has – it's almost, like, exaggerated when you go to the thing and he's, like, there for two days and he just has, like, a whole collection of fifths just sitting there. I, but I, I don't know if right. they're just trying to get the point across, maybe. It but, was, but remember, he's trying to kill himself by drinking. So right, I feel he, like he would have succeeded quite a while ago. He would have yeah. just like got so drunk he passed out with some of the, with the amounts he was consuming. But Yeah, because like, 
especially like that one point in the club, like he's in what the strip club and he just literally takes that entire bottle and just downs it. Like how he had, how he didn't like pass out at any point and like end up like choking up on his own vomit or how he, uh, (laughs) can we talk about how he then gets a flask as a gift? That's like maybe a half of a pint. And I'm like, that's not enough liquor for this man. He he drinks liquor by the pint. Like that's this. the emergency stash. <laughs> if yeah. all else fails, I loved that scene when he he chugged all of that liquor in the strip club because he he like grabbed the guy next to him and he like kept but he like kept going down like lower and lower but and but he didn't he but he drank the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was reasonable in the sense that I I felt like those I don't know maybe my memory is just. Uh, doesn't serve but um i assume that he just that they were like a lot of like half open yeah. like half full bottles right yeah. and it's just like whatever he doesn't i don't think he's like he's not he's not like sitting down and making the calculations to be like how much liquor right do i do yeah. to kill me i'm not too mad about it but it was just something i noticed it seemed like excessive. sure sure so kind of at, at this point where we're at kind of talking through this they are at this point kind of together at her place and it seems like everyone's having a good time and they go out and go shopping and then they're going to go out to like the casino and gamble and stuff. And I was waiting for this. This is where it all turns bad. Nicholas cage gets excessively drunk, which I don't know if it's more <laughs> drunk than it was before, but he gets angry at a blackjack table and flips the table. So now we're kind of seeing the angry drunk side. And before he had kind of said like how much of a problem he is when he's drunk. Um, and we, this is where, this is kind of the turning point where, where we're seeing the bad, like where it, like they're together for a little bit. And then this is the point. Um, and at this point she doesn't uh, freak out. She helps him home. We assume, cause he's back home and then he wakes up shaking again. And this is where you get to the scene where he's at like the kitchen sink in slow motion, drinking the orange juice vodka. <laughs> um, yeah. So, they they go on about their lives after this, but it's it's like there's an ominous feeling now that everything's not kind of well. Um, basically, then you get to the point they're at there. There's a scene, another scene at the mall where he whispers a comment into her ear, and I think it was something about her being a prostitute, and then she's upset by that. And then you get to that scene you talked about earlier, Josh, where they go to the the um, the place like the motel or whatever, and they fall through and break the table. Um, right. And then they that's when you kind of see the person come out and say, I never want you to come back here again. Um, and like you're saying, how nobody likes them. You kind of right. get the that they're, they're outcasted and they're kind of like they 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 act like kind of problem people in a lot of these places like they're obviously at this motel like destroying stuff um and like with the card table where nicholas cage freaks out and flips the table right uh, they've fulfilled uh ben's fantasy of like pouring liquor all over a, a woman right from oh, his, right. his yeah. tape or whatever uh-huh. <laughs> that, that was, was way, very yeah. uncomfortable yeah i feel like i feel like that's the that's the perfect word i feel like to describe this entire movie 
uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I I would I would say, yeah. I I, I would tend to use a descriptor like exhilaratingly dark. That's probably yeah. the best way you could possibly say it because yeah. it is a very a lot of horrible things happen in the movie and people I just yeah. Yeah, I never thought I would be depressed watching a movie about Las Vegas, but you know, here we are. So <laughs> So uh beyond that, the the relationship kind of seems to not be going great still and um then we get to a scene where Benjamin has a prostitute over when Sarah, when Sarah's gone. And then Sarah arrives home that night and sees that he has a prostitute there who she actually saw earlier in the movie, um, which kind of implied that she was a prostitute as well. Um, and with and that, that, and that actress is. Oh, drum roll. I, I don't know. Who is it? Anybody, anybody watch law and order no you? Oh, nope. it's that the was... main, it's the main detective from law and order S for you. Yeah. I, I see it. Not you say it. She yeah. got her big break. <laughs> you know, yeah. I actually think going back, like even like before that scene though, like where they were, uh, or like Ben and, uh, Sarah were having a, we're having like dinner in like Sarah's uh, apartment where like, she's like, I think there was like, what was it? An argument where she's like telling him like, you know, yeah. So I was like, I've helped you so much. The least you can do is go get some help for me. It, right. It's just very interesting that they have this agreement, like earlier in the movie when they move in, like, you know, you know, I'm going to drink myself to death. I'm going to continue my work. But like, you can definitely tell that as they're, uh, a lot of the tension is because of the fact, like they just can't keep that original promise. Like they're growing, yeah. they're, they're definitely like growing resentment there because she wants him to get better to stay with her. And, He's and he hates the fact that she's continuing to be a sex worker. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. That's definitely what the driving force is splitting them. Um, but so after that, she kicks him out. She basically tells him to leave. Um, and he does. And then we kind of follow Sarah from that point. And, uh, I guess trigger warning here. This is, this is going to be a scene that talks about rape. Um, so after that, Sarah is basically out working again and she finds some younger guys that want to pay her money. So she goes and goes into their room and they're kind of, I don't know, they're, they're being like disrespectful, I guess I would say. And she basically says, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. And then when she tries to leave, they stop her and one of them hits her. And then it's basically implied that they rape her from that point. Um, and there's then, some gritty there's some gritty flashbacks later in the movie that spell it all out. Right. So yeah. We all know it's it's you can't you can't forget it after you see it. It's horrible. But yeah, she, it's a it's mm-hmm. a horrible traumatic experience. And then it cuts and then right. yeah. And then she's basically dejected. She's lost this guy. Um they make it even worse too, like the taxi cab, like as she's ta- as she's going like back home after that traumatic incident. And then there's the taxi cab driver oh, just, that just twisting the knife. Yeah. Just yeah. It, it's like wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's kind of along the lines of the story they're telling how nobody likes them and like like this thing she's gone through, but nobody cares because it's like, well, you know, nobody has any respect for her to begin with. So then when she gets back, she also gets kicked out of her apartment. Um, and then she tries to go back into the casino that she had previously went to, to try to pick up, uh, men and they won't let her back into the casino. So it's kind of like everything's crumbling and falling down 
is what what we have now. Um, so then she goes in search of Ben, um, and eventually Ben calls her and tells her where he is. And then she goes to him. He looks worse than before in terms of his drunken state. Um, and then they finally have sex with each other in this scene. And then Ben dies. <laughs> and it's. It, <laughs> oh my God. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. it. That's the movie. Um, the, the line where he's like, oh, where he's like, see, I am like. <laughs> see how like hard you make me or something like that i was like yeah. no right yeah um so uncomfortable <laughs> right um yeah so i guess overall thoughts any other things like uh for me the music in general i didn't like it very much i thought a lot of the music <laughs> was bad it was noticeably bad um the cinematography in general i felt like wasn't good that goes along with those slow-mo scenes and just kind of the a lot of that stuff I didn't find to be great. Um, the scenes kind of showing Nicolas Cage's like stages of being drunk in different parts. I feel like those were good. Like the first one where it shows him drunk at all these different places. It kind of shows his like adventures just drinking himself to death. Um, yeah. Adventures and uh, drinking myself to death. <laughs> What a, what a phrase. Uh, I'll, I'll give my uh, just quick opinion. Like, overall, like, it's just a thumbs down for me. Like, I can respect the idea of, like, what they're trying to do, but execution was just terrible. It's it's a solid F for me. Like, I, I, yeah. Wow. Oh, man. I was struggling to watch it. Like, I, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. It made Quinn. me uncomfortable, but, like, the more you're talking about it, like, I can understand, like, where, where they were at it. Yeah. But while I was watching it, I I didn't get any of that. But after oh. talking about it, like I I get it a little bit. But yeah, it's still you can have your opinion. Still, uh, but... Dang. All right. Um, Kudra, you want to give your thoughts? Sure. Um, I, you know, as I said, like this this movie is uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't you know, know, like like that about it. Sometimes I like when movies are kind of uncomfortable. Like it can be a a draw to them. See, you know, like this is one of those things where like, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. It's like, I can appreciate a number of things about this movie, but my enjoyment of it just isn't there. And mm-hmm. like, you know, this isn't the first, like one of the movies I went out and watched earlier this year was like the Northman. And it was the exact same thing. It's like this movie really good, but I don't enjoy it. <laughs> um, so I mean, like, I think there's a lot of interesting things here when you're looking at particularly parallels to real life alcohol addiction. Like, I mean, very clearly, like, you know, Nick, uh, Ben is very much struggling with the fact that like, you know, his wife and son, his family has abandoned him presumably due to his drinking mm-hmm. and that's eating up at him. What you see with that, where he completely has that breakdown in the uh, Vegas casino. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact I, the relationships in this movie, wow, I <laughs> are just very interesting, if very off-putting and weird. Yeah, yeah, like all the interactions are awkward or bad, or except for between the two main characters. Yep, they're they're okay sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and this is 
as I said, this is easily the most dreary. This is the most depressing, uh, like version of Las Vegas I have ever seen. But as, as far, hmm. I'm leaning in the B's range. I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I'm going B or B plus. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B for now, maybe. But I, I mean, I do because I do feel like there's a lot of there, there's a lot of good things in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but the biggest thing for me dragging it down is the is the enjoyment factor. I did not enjoy this movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I agree with you, Kudrow. Like, I, I mean, it's there's a lot of parts of it are tough. Uh, it's just like not a very, it's not like a fun, comfortable movie to watch. But um, if you, it, it, and it, it's not, I would say it's like it's not for everybody. Um, but for my personal opinion, I would agree with you, Kudrow. I would also give it a solid B, just because I think that it's for the right viewers. It's uh, it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Again. But um, there were another thing I noticed about it was that unlike um, what was that other one we watched? It could happen to you. Yep, where there happen. was like, yeah, there was like one redeeming moment of like failure humor in that movie. This movie has so much failure humor in it that just watching that is a treat. And Nicolas Cage does deliver um, a, an amazing performance. I thought Elizabeth Shue did great too, but mm-hmm. to me, she was a little bit more forgettable than Nick Cage um, in the movie. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I would just say like a like B, solid B. But um, yeah, yeah, I I like the stuff it goes for, um, and kind of with you, Josh, watch it once, not twice. Um, I yep. I, could, I don't think I want to see this movie ever again, but. I, I'm close to you guys. I'm, I'm, I've been sitting between C plus and B. Um, and I, I think I'm at the C plus. I like the ideas, some of the execution. I felt like the music, some of like the, the, the cinematography, I want to say was kind of like comical maybe the first time, but I, I also think that kind of puts it down to a C instead of, um, a C plus instead of a B. So um, with that, let's move into our ranking in the overall tier. So I'm going to pull up our list here. And. All right. So where do we think this fits in the overall tier? So Quinn's down at F. Um, Josh and Kudo are at I can't B. believe we gave Moonstruck a D. And, <laughs> Come on. I am at a C. So, you know, I, I would argue for this to be in the C overall tier. Um, respecting Quinn's opinion of an F. <laughs> you know, maybe it goes to a C instead of a B. Um, uh, uh, what do you guys I, I like I like the other ones better, but I, I I understand where you guys are coming from. So I think a C or a D is probably probably good. I can't help but notice in this group that Quinn is most certainly the contrarian so far. Well, <laughs> well, all the rest of us are uh, millennials. I had, a, I had a higher score on Moonstruck, didn't I? 
Or no, Quinn had, oh, actually, no, Quinn had the highest score on Moonstruck. Uh, yeah, Quinn nice. had the highest yeah. score on both of those last two, so. Just a nice, fun family movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, does anybody have arguments against C for a different tier for this movie? Would anybody like to fight to move it up or down from C? It just should not, in my opinion, if we're going to make a group-wide ranking, it should not go above C because okay. – you know, we're combined. If we're thinking, if we're trying to like combine, do some aggregate of opinions or like find some overall ranking, then yeah. no way. Like, I just, there's too much bad shit in the movie. For me personally, I think it, I enjoyed yeah. some of the dark scenes and then the weird humor, but like, no, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fucked up shit in this movie. Yeah. So, I agree. Do we, I mean, so I, th- I think this is a, currently we have, this in the C tier, we have Moonstruck in the D tier, and it could happen to you in the E tier. Um, so I, I, I think to me it makes sense being ranked above those. Um, but we could debate it if you guys thought differently. I think C is a good good ranking for. I think like it works. Josh is saying yeah. on aggregate. Yeah. yeah. All right. Leaving Las Vegas is in the C tier. And do we have one for next week yet? Um, Wonder of course, what that'll be. Of course, we have one for next week. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Nice. So, all right. So, next week for Ranking of Cage, we'll be doing part four, and we will be watching. Don't worry, guys. I'm going to tell you what it is. I already know what it is. It's just, you know, it's loading. It's it's loading. Josh, do you have any jokes for us this week? Yeah, I'd like to start a companion series to this one called Ranking of Hanks. Ranks okay. of Hank, Hanks Ranks. Hanks Ranks. Hanks Hank Hank ranking. And it's going to be all Tom Hanks movies because okay. Lori, uh, my wife, uh, we were just talking and she's never seen Castaway. I mean, come all on, right. guys. I, I haven't seen Castaway either. <laughs> Me neither. What? <laughs> I, I know I'm... more about the volleyball, though. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, Wilson. Yeah, that's so funny. Have you I've seen, it, seen it, but I don't know if I have any interest in rewatching it. That's uh, That movie's a bit of a grind. Well, I, I will watch it because when I was a kid, my older brother would not watch it because he had two VHS tapes. I think they were DVDs actually, but it came, it's like such a long movie that they released it in like, here's the you know first part and second part on like two different things. Um, but it's a classic guys. We got to have a ranking of Hank. Ranking. Um, that, that can so, be our next series after ranking a cage. Yeah. And when we get through the other 85 movies. Um, <laughs> so Josh, we are actually doing another um, series. Um, it is ranking of video game movies. Um, oh, yeah, so good one. If, yeah, we're, if you'd like to join for that, you can join us next week. We're going to – so next week for Ranking of Cage, we are going to do Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, yeah, that's a good – just just lock it in. Um, uh, actually, um, is Nicolas Cage – how much is he in that movie? I don't think he's in it a lot. Oh, he's Sean, he, he's like he's like fifth or sixth down on the cast list, you know? All right, well, cancel that because this one may not qualify. This he, one may be- he, 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 yeah. 
he doesn't that we have this is the thing we have to we have to consider does he have to be the in the main in a, in a main in a starring role or is it okay for him to be like supporting cast or like lesser main cast he has to be one of like the he has to be kind of in the movie it can't be like a I think it's kind of a loose, like, is he a part of this movie or is he just kind of a side character that's, you know. He's Brad's bud. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 and he's credited as Nicholas Coppola. So I think that this is, I think we should watch it because he's, he's in this movie. He's not the main character. That's Sean Penn. Okay. Scene Bean. Scene <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to figure out how, if he's in the movie very much. Well, right he's now. not listed in the starring. Yeah, I don't Ooh. know. All right, we're we're not going to do that one right now. I'll do some more looking into if he's really in that movie very much. So instead, oh, total uh, sidebar: are that was Arlie Ermy in Leaving Las Vegas. It was Gunny. Oh, okay, it was. Gotcha. Yes, I'm sort of like a uh, master of like recognizing actors. Like it's like kind of my thing. Um. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, let's. All right, we will put the movie out on Twitter tomorrow. But for ranking of video game movies, we will be doing uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Um, that can be streamed on HBO. Um, so we'll be doing that, and we'll be doing our next episode of Ranking of Cage, which we'll post on Twitter tomorrow. Um, I think Valley Girl is the one we're going to watch. I just got to make sure we can get that set up. Um, uh, I think. Anyways, oh, we, we will figure that out, but Valley Girl is my estimation. Um, all right. Uh, oh, in game. We were gonna play. We're gonna play Hades for our next uh, game. It'll be ranking of roguelikes, and we'll do Hades. We'll probably play it for four weeks. I'm guessing. Um, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Boltron City. Uh, you can find Josh on Instagram at Semanticalities. Uh, Kudro is unavailable on the internet, and. <laughs> Still working on that Twitter. Still working on it. And Quinn is... Uh, Quinn. We can do s Rank Media Club on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Quinn. Quinn runs that, a Twitter yeah. account. Um, and, yeah. And I'm going to be... We're, we're going to have a website soon. I'm still working on it. And yeah, all our big things coming. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for being here today, everybody. Thanks for guesting on our uh, movie rankings, Josh. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See you. See you guys. See you guys.